Bikini Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for joining us on the Welcome Night Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today, we have Robina Abramson-Walling. She has a love for health and wellness. She has a bachelor and master's of nursing science, working as a nurse inflammatory bowel surgery, and also in chronic pain management. Professionally, she's worn a lot of hats in her life as a nurse, personal trainer, health and life coach, and also a competitive fitness model. So please welcome to the show, Robina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. I've been I'm going to say you've been on my my list of people that I need to have on the show ever since we connected. And I'm just grateful you said yes. Well, listen, I mean, I see you doing amazing things and anything to empower other women. I always want to be a part of. And I think that women, you know, we are so much better together. And why not collab in any way that we can? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe that's how we originally met, because we were both being interviewed by another wonderful, empowering woman from Mm -hmm. here in Toronto. And we were on her podcast and I was on your podcast and now you're on my podcast. So I I love (laughs) share it. (laughs) Exactly. We could do so much more together. So good. So, so good. So I love to start the show with a bit of an icebreaker question, because I believe that as women, we have all these different titles that we go by but a title that I feel is not given enough significance is our names because our names have meaning. And I grew up hating my name, (laughs) not only because I didn't know what it meant, but I mean, it's unique bikini, you know, so kids could be cruel back then, you know, bikini, bikini, whatever you want to, you know, use. And as I became an adult and I started to dig deeper and came to the understanding that bikini is Swahili for strength of character. So every time someone says my name, they're declaring that meaning to me. So now I own it. So I love to ask you ladies, whether it be the meaning of your name or where the inspiration came from when your parents created your name or who you were named after. So I would love to know, Rubina, do you know? Well, so first of all, I mean, what you said is exactly how I felt as a kid, you know, we're blessed with this amazing original name. And yet we are (laughs) the ridicule of so many jokes. (laughs) Yeah. And mine was like, 
Ribena time. Oh, uh, Ribena, Ribena, the vacuum cleaner. I don't know. Oh, it was like, yeah, you know, they just cool. they just figured out ways to make fun of you, right? Because we didn't have the average name like Jen, which mm-hmm. was a huge name back in the day. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally hated my name. In fact, I hated the the wholeness of my entire name. My whole name is Rabina Savitri and my maiden name was Ranjit Singh. So I absolutely hated everything about my name, which wow. is so crazy because that is like who you are, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I know you're a mom, I'm a mom and I spent so much time thinking about how I was going to name my children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents gave me the name Rabina because they wanted to name me after my father. So my father's name is Robert. So they thought that was the female version. I mean, uh, I would think Roberta is the female <laughs> version of Robert, but I'm grateful that I didn't get that name. Not that there's anything wrong with it. So uh, everyone that I kind of bump into can say, wow, well, your name's Indian or your name is Arabic. And, you know, I actually, coincidentally, my first marriage, I, I was married to um, a man of the Jewish faith when I converted my nickname is Bina. My family called me Bina. And he said, Bina is a Hebrew name. So I guess the moral of the story is, is my name is fluid. My name Mm -hmm. has no borders, but its origin is apparently German and it means bright flame. And Mm -hmm. so for me now thinking back uh, to a word or a name that I hated so much truly encapsulates who I am. I'm light and I want to share my light with everybody. So I'm so grateful for my parents even though I went through a lot of trauma, (laughs) but I'm so grateful that they gave me a name that really embodies who I've stepped into. Mm -hmm. See, and that is why I love to ask that question because people are saying your name, especially when you've got kids, you know, 42,000 times a day. So, (laughs) you know, they're declaring that to you constantly. So Mm -hmm. you are a bright flame. So I love to understand the meaning behind people's names. What I also love is to start at the very beginning to get an understanding of what your vision was back when you were little before getting into where you are presently. Because as kids, our imaginations are so vivid and we have all of these dreams and hopes. And then society comes in and tells us to be realistic and people tell mm-hmm. us, you know, you should do this and you should do that. And we end up going down sometimes past that weren't what we originally wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I love to ask, what did you want to be when you're a little girl? That's a really great question. I honestly, the only thing I can really remember is I was 14 or 13 and I got in trouble. And my mom has like, you're going to Trinidad for the summer. And I was like, okay, that's pretty great punishment. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, Soka and Fed. I mean, come on. So we go to Trinidad and I remember I was talking to my uncle. And he said, what do you want to be when you're, you know, done school? And I said, well, I want to be a social worker. And he said to me, that doesn't make you any money. You need to be a nurse. And so, you know, I, although there's not a lot of truth to that, but he was like, you need to go where there's a demand. And so I became a nurse, like literally as soon as someone said that to me. And, you know, I look back now and regardless of it, a nurse or a social worker, every and anything that I do 
is going back to my dharma and that's my purpose and my purpose mm-hmm. is to help people and it doesn't matter what hat i'm wearing whether i'm an entrepreneur whether i'm helping people build their business whether i'm a nurse whether i'm a personal trainer or a life coach whatever i am i am here to serve and mm-hmm. so i believe as kids we kind of put ourselves in a box we we feel like we need a title to set out our purpose but what if our purpose is to you know give people a feeling or mm-hmm. to make people have meaning and not just define ourselves from a role. Okay. I, I love that on so many different levels. I am a huge fan of Jay Shetty and I've read his book, Think Like a Monk. I'm going to say multiple times. Loved it. I have it <laughs> in physical copy, so and audio good. copy. Uh-huh. I listen to his podcast. I'm obsessed. So mm-hmm. I had learned about Dharma through him and purpose. And mm-hmm. I'm a strong believer as well in being of service. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are looking for their passion. Like, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is. But like you said, coming from a place of service, no matter what we're doing, being mm-hmm. of service, but using our gifts or our area of genius to serve. So I would love for you to explain to us now where you are presently, how you're serving. Wow. So where I am now is basically I look at myself as a life igniter or a life Mm. transformational specialist. So it doesn't matter what area of my business that I work in. I'm here to help people try and figure out what their gift is. So a lot of people don't know that they have a gift. and, And I don't remember where I exactly read it from. But I know that, you know, we were all brought into this world with uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And we all have a gift. And the purpose of life is to find what your gift is. So Mm -hmm. whether it be to, you know, do that through my online business, or through my life coaching, or, you know, through my coaching, whatever it is, I'm here to help people truly step into their greatness. And sometimes it takes, you know, me talking them down from situations. Sometimes it's me, you know, just sending someone a DM and just saying, Hey, you know, you like, you're amazing. And I just wanted to let you know that, you know, that thing that you did for somebody else was made you an impeccable human being, because sometimes people need that light and people to believe in them. So Mm -hmm. I am now in that space of I'm just here to help everyone kind of pull their greatness out. And it starts with your presence. It starts with who you are, the energy you bring into a room, because you know, you, you either lighten up the room or you you turn the lights off. Mm -hmm. And so the energy that you bring to any situation really dictates how the situation goes. Yes. That's why it's so important for us to do things intentionally and to do things with purpose, which Mm -hmm. brings me to the question of you have basically taken control of your life, you know, share with us what that process was like for you. Oh, good God. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, so it started in 2012. So I was a competitive athlete. I don't know how I kind of fell into that. Honestly, after having each of my three boys, I've gained over 60 pounds with each pregnancy. And I never had a huge social support system. I basically, you know, had no friends. I joined a gym just to have some 
adult time to myself because I was with like three kids, right? Under the ages Mm -hmm. of four. Anyways, long story short, I started loving working out and started feeling great because I was taking control of my life in a different way than I ever had been. And I was noticing results. So I was realizing that I could control how I felt. I can control how I looked, but that was on a physical sense. It wasn't until I started competing. And when you compete as an athlete, you're really pushing against all odds, like you're eating minimal, like you're eating from one meal to the next meal, you're pushing yourself past your limits past exhaustion, being a mom, showing up in other ways in your life, but still trying to get the results for one day. (laughs) So long story short is I ended up meeting my now husband Ian through that process. And I realized that I was playing small in my life. I think that we all at some point are put in a box. Like my uncle, when he told me I couldn't be a social worker, I let someone put me in a box. And then that pattern continued throughout, throughout my life. I did what everyone thought I should do, not what I needed to do for me. So Mm -hmm. having three kids, leaving my job, leaving my career, being a stay at home mom, I lost my identity to who I was in it as an individual. I was married to an amazing man, amazing man at the time, but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized that there is passion in life, once I realized that I could create the life that I wanted, that's when I let go of everything that was heavy for me. Mm. And that came with a lot of backlash. My family was very unhappy. I walked away from my marriage. And like I said, I have an amazing relationship with my ex-husband. He's an amazing human being. But I wasn't growing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. coming into who I was supposed to be. I was very insecure. I doubted myself so much. I literally, you know, had no drive to be better, to do more, to give more. I just was settling on being Hayden, Cole, and Blake's mom, which is not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Those are my kids. But it wasn't what my purpose was. My purpose was, yes, to bring these amazing kids into the world, but I was meant for more. So the reason why Ian kind of accelerated it for me, that's my husband now, is because he is the personal growth and development junkie. And our first date, he sat me down and played the secret and what the bleep do you know? And coming from somebody who totally just didn't know about any of that stuff, it was weird. Like, (laughs) I I remember saying, like, who is this guy? Like, this is odd. And it was, so that was my first exposure to it. And then once I started working with my online business, so I have an Arbonne business, once I started that business, That is where I really immersed myself in it because I understood, and I don't know if you ever watched Ed Millett, but he always talks about imitating excellence. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, these women are making a lot of money. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Mm -hmm. Well, turns out they're listening to the secret. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) you know, they're believing in the law of attraction. They're listening to meditations, affirmations starting their day with Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks, right? So I did that, right? I emulated excellence. And then that opened the door for me. That was like, Mm. you mean to tell me this whole time I've been sabotaging myself? Yep, yep. (laughs) Through my thoughts? 
that is where the light bulb went off. And I was like, if I am this powerful at sabotaging myself, imagine how much more powerful I could be at not doing that. Right. Everything (laughs) opened up, girl. I, I love that on so many different levels because, you know, everyone has their, their own aha moment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, you looked at emulating excellence, a lot of people don't realize, okay, so, you know, people talk about imitation or, you know, but if you are trying to be a better person, if you are looking at the identity of who you are and you want to improve that, you don't know where to start. Look at the people you admire. Look Mm -hmm. at the qualities about them that you admire and how you can emulate those qualities. It doesn't mean you become that person. It just means Mm -hmm. you are doing the things that make that person a great person. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that like really, see, I've never been that person where someone can say to me, so who, who do you like, who, who inspires you? Mm -hmm. I don't have a person. I've never Mm -hmm. had a person to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. I ins- people's qualities inspire me, right? right? Like your resilience inspires me, right? Mm-hmm. The way that you get up every morning and you serve people, your energy, your candidness, those things inspire me. People mm-hmm. don't inspire me. People have mm-hmm. faults. People right. have qualities that I want to emulate. So don't be afraid to like DM someone and say, you know what? I really love you know, how you are as an individual and many things about you inspires me. Tell me, what are three things that you do in a day that are part of your daily routine? Yep. The results are in the routine. Right. So you'll get maybe their books. Maybe you'll find out about meditations. Maybe you'll find out that they wake up early. Maybe you find out that they work out. I mean, successful people all do the same thing. They all meditate, they all wake up early, they all do income producing activity, and they all read. Yep. So if if you know that every single successful person does that, and you're trying to be successful, then you need to implement those qualities into your day, those habits into your day. Yeah. I have like nothing to even add to that. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I agree like, with you 1,000%. We're very cut from the same cloth. It's very yeah. different. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we both believe in serving. We both believe in routines. We both believe in emulating excellence. We both believe in showing up. We both believe in being resilient. You know, we're, we're both moms. We've both been divorced. Like, you're right. Mm-hmm. We're, we are very, very similar. So I I totally resonate with everything that you just said. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what drives you in the morning when you wake up. Honestly, I would say what drives me every single day is my family. But more than that is I need to be good for my family. And I need Mm -hmm. to be good for my people. Because I'm constantly filling people's cups, but I got to fill my cup first. That's right. So, so um, I had to learn that. I mean, I, I think a lot of moms are taught, you know, you sacrifice yourself. And I think that that's changing now. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of talk about self-care. And I actually want to throw out self-care. And I'm going to talk about soul care because that's even better than self-care. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. so many people just tie self-care to like a manicure, a pedicure, and those external things. But soul care is really important. And so what, what drives me is the desire for more. I'm mm. not happy with just being who I am right now. 
I know I meant for more and I meant to give more. So every day I wake up, I look forward to my meditation. That is my quiet time to shut this beast of a mind down because it's always going, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, it's, it's bad. So I literally have to shut it down. So I start my day fresh, right? I start my day with intention, meaning who can I serve today? Who can I give this gift to? right? That's Mm -hmm. how I start my day. And then I also give myself the space. So I honestly, I don't really start working until 1130, 12 o'clock every single day. And I'm up between 530 and six every morning. Mm. Because I give to myself those many hours first. Love that you say that. (laughs) I was listening to an interview by a guy who's like a multimillionaire, how many times over? And he was talking about his daily routines and the fact that he doesn't start his workday until after 11 a.m. And his assistant knows, don't even send me a message before then, because as much as he gets up at 530 in the morning, he has his morning routines with his Mm -hmm. workouts, his prayer, his meditation. Mm -hmm. He has to pour into himself first because he has so many businesses and he's responsible for so many people that he has to make sure that he dedicates that time to pour into himself before he's able to pour into other people. And it's so good because I think that before I didn't have such clear boundaries as I have Mm -hmm. now. And it really took me getting sick. So I was sick in last summer, I started feeling very exhausted. And I realized that it was because I had no boundaries. And I was working and thinking and I was burnt out. And it led Mm -hmm. to menopause and it led to all these other crazy things. And I do not ever want to be there again. Like I Mm -hmm. felt like a Mack truck had hit me and I couldn't get out of bed. And I am, this is my story. Like this is my life. I'm getting up and I'm pouring into people. This is my story. I don't want that to be their story. Right. So I have to really encourage people, you know, set your boundaries for yourself right? Because as people that serve, we don't want to say no to people. We want to help Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. But at times it comes to the detriment of ourselves because it's an energy business. Anything you do, even through a conversation and you, you counseling someone or coaching someone, that's an energy exchange. They tell you what's going on in their life. There's a heaviness. It's getting lifted from their shoulders. It's getting transferred onto yours. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Energy is transferable. I say that all the time. Yep. Exactly. And so if you don't know how to deal with that, then it becomes yours. Right. Right. And so my mornings start with, I wake up, I do a meditation. First, it varies. Sometimes it's a Vision Lakani's six-phase meditation. I don't know if you've read his book, but I would highly, highly, highly recommend that. Then it goes to a visualization. So I dream of my beach house in Antigua uh, that my husband and I will be living on. And I know what the house looks like. I know what my routine is. I know what kind of car I drive because visualization is very important to create that future life for yourself. And then I do my gratitudes and then I get the kids ready. They go to school and then I go home. I work out anywhere from a half an hour to an hour and a half. I take my time. I get dressed. (laughs) I take my Mm -hmm. time. I have my lunch and then I work. I love it. I, I love so many parts of your routine. And even the beginning when you said you wanted to remove the word um, self-care and talk about soul care, like I, I agree with you in a sense where my self-care routine is broken into mind, body, and soul. 
So mm-hmm. the activities that I do for my self-care for my mind, the activities that I do for my self-care for my body, and then the activities mm-hmm. that I do for self-care for my soul. But I also love that you speak to the visualization part because I'm going to say, you know, it was almost like a, a fad for everyone to have these vision boards, but they weren't actually connecting them to their own vision. You know, they're flipping mm-hmm. through a magazine and they're just cutting out pictures that look pretty and putting mm-hmm. it onto a board and then saying, well, this doesn't work for me, but that's not mm-hmm. how visualization actually works. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you spoke to your home and Antigua and your car and your things. You need to actually visualize what you want your life to look like. What does that feel like? Where do you want to live? What kind of car do you want to drive? you know, all of those things. And you have to have a clear vision. And then you come from that dream. Most people like look at it as they're working towards their dream. You have to come from your dream. You are working from that vision and working backwards. And that is how you were able to manifest things. Like, you know, people are not doing it in, I'm going to say the, the, the proper way to even make things happen. And they're like, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But you have to operate. And so you just spoke about it exactly. You have to operate from a place of as if like, so let's say, you know, your dream is, I don't know, to like be an Antigua or your dream is to have a CEO position. Everything you do, every decision you make, even if you're not making that kind of coin, you got to operate from that place. Exactly. You got to ask yourself, you know, if I'm questioning, you know, buying a couch that's $500, I don't know, I'm making this up and you don't have, you got to act as if you have it, right? You got to yep. act as if you're making the decisions from a person that makes that money. You got to yep. act as if you already own it, right? Because what ends up happening is we we constantly pull ourselves back to the the old us right the person when we were seven and all those beliefs and you know self-limiting things that we have inside of ourselves we're always like going slingshotting into the future going backwards slingshotting like we got to stay there Mm -hmm. right and so a lot of the time how i operate is from that visualized place and listen guys i'm not saying that i'm perfect (laughs) right like i i constantly have to work on my mindset it's nothing second nature Mm-hmm. Like this is 43 years of undoing that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so the old me is always when I want to, Hey, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah. Hush them out. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I hear you, but I, don't. you know, so yeah. it's all about, you know, operating from that place and truly, truly, truly believing Everything else that happens in your life is happening for you. It's noise. It's testing whether you're actually going to get to that place, whether you actually believe it or are you just like, you know, faking it? Yeah. And most people are allowing outside circumstances to control them physically, mentally and emotionally. But if Mm -hmm. you have a clear vision of what you want for your life, then you are less likely to allow this outside circumstances or what is happening around you to control. You understand that, yes, there's going to be adversities. Yes, there's going to be hurdles, but you're still working towards something specific and you're not allowing, you know, something as as simple as, you know, someone writing a negative comment on social media or something like take over your entire life because you Mm -hmm. woke up with purpose this morning. You are working Mm -hmm. towards something and you're excited Mm -hmm. about that. So staying in that, that vibration. So tell us, what is one thing that most people don't know about Ravina? I have very strong laser beam focus. Mm-hmm. 
So when I am narrowed in on something, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like even when I work out, it's like, don't talk to me when I work out. (laughs) Right. It's, it's bad. You're in the zone. You're in the zone. It's I'm yeah. But it's like, my husband's like, what happens in your mind is like crazy. I'm an overachiever. Okay. For many Mm -hmm. ways, for many reasons, it could be great. And it could also work to my detriment. I recognize both sides of it. And that's based on, you know, always wanting to feel like I was enough back in the day. And now I know I am, but I still have that quality. My lesson to myself uh, in 2021 is that I need to celebrate my successes Mm -hmm. and not move on to the next one so quickly. I love that. I just got goosebumps when you said that because I, I had to learn that lesson. It was probably just last year where See, I had... I'm telling you, same person. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it completely. Especially yeah. when you're an overachiever, you're like, okay, I did that. Now it's time yeah. for the next thing. Let me focus on the yeah. next thing. But if we are not celebrating the littlest things, if we're not celebrating, I'm going to say everything, because especially in the season of, you know, the pandemic and things like that, we need to find things to celebrate and to bring us on that higher vibration. But if we're not in the state of celebrating the little wins and even the big wins, it's almost like everything is performative because you're reaching for that next thing. And then there's the temporary satisfaction and then you're moving on to the next. We're not giving it time to set in, to be in that moment and appreciate not only what we've accomplished or the impact that we've made or the things that we're doing, but it it actually helps us in the long run to Mm -hmm. be on a higher vibration and to Mm -hmm. appreciate things on a deeper level when we take the time to celebrate those wins. Like there are so many things that I normally probably wouldn't even post about as a win. And it's like, no, 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 I'm going to share this. Whether or not someone else is happy for me in this moment, I am happy for me in this moment. I'm celebrating this. And we have to do that, you know, and it also, I think it also grounds us in presence yes. as well, right? Because when you're always looking for that next thing to accomplish, you can't savor it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was I was doing a, a live with one of my friends and she said, what's delicious for you? And I'm thinking, who uses that word to describe <laughs> things, right? But she kept saying it and I'm like, I got to use that word more. Because mm-hmm. when you think of delicious, it's like savory. I want to savor yep. that bite. I want to like yummy. Sink my teeth, right? Like right away, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. So we need to like savor up those delicious moments of victory that we have, no matter how small the win is, no matter how big the win is. I mean, like if I can get out of my house and nobody's fighting in the morning, that's mm-hmm. a win. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trust me. Oh. <laughs> To, to see my kids getting along, I'm like, oh, that's a win. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's, let's take a picture. Yeah, let's celebrate They're this like, moment no, right now. let's not. <laughs> I get it. I get it a thousand percent. So I want you to tell the people, before we go to the final segment, where they can stay connected with you online so they can get more of you. So you can find me on Instagram at Rubina Walling. I share everything there. I mean, I share my business. I had two pages and I was like, this is too much work. Like I'm me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm a coach, whatever. Like I'm me. So yeah. you're going to see things fashion. You're going to see things about food. You're going to see things about my family. You're going to see things about me empowering people. A lot of times I talk to women who where I was 
that don't believe in themselves, that don't think that they can amount to anything, that they can do something on their own. I want women to rediscover and reinvent who they are supposed to be and to literally step into themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's 90% of the content that I do is about get rid of the doubt, man, and just just start to step into you. You're going to not love it at the beginning. It's going to feel very scary. You know, it's going to, you're going to feel terrified, but that is where you need to be in that discomfort in order to grow you. That's what feels good. You can look back at that and say, yeah, I did that. I made it through that divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I survived that. Right. And then I made it through that difficult pregnancy and I made it through that business that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I fell so many times, man. But you know what? I love failing forward. It's the way yeah. that I learn who I am and what resilience and grit I have and Amen who I am meant to be, girl. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, preach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And I just ask a couple quick reflection questions and you share the first thing that comes to mind. And you could answer whether it be one word or one sentence. All right. Let's start with, what have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. Um, Negativity. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Meditation. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. I'm going to say the last book that I read, which is The Buddha and the Badass by Vision Lakani. And mm-hmm. then uh, the fourth book to that was The Code of the Extraordinary Mind awesome. by him as well. Okay. When and where are you the happiest? Dancing. <laughs> and <laughs> dancing and singing. I love it. What's one of your biggest failures in the past year? Doubting myself. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, What would it say and why? Carpe diem. Seize the day. We are not promised tomorrow, my friends. Make every day the best day you possibly can because we don't know what's going to happen. So darn true. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rabina, for taking the time to join us. Thank you for sharing your story, your truths, your laughs, your wisdom. Thank you for sharing the space with me. I truly Thank appreciate you. you. <laughs> Makini, I love you. We don't even know oh, each other very too. much, <laughs> but you are such an amazing human being and you're literally impacting the world. So thank you for that. Oh, don't make me cry. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and to all of you faith walkers out there until next time, don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple podcast and you can join the community of faith walkers and sign up for a weekly newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com and be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere and if you could think of one person one person that would receive value from hearing Ravina's story please share it with them feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on instagram you can tag Ravina at Rabina Walling You can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.